Reconnecting faith to the marketplace. Community problems can only be truly solved by adding faith. Now local leaders come together to solve tough problems while advancing the kingdom on Good News Talk. Living down, there's a lot of us been pushed around. With yellow, black, white, and brown, with a tear on their own. Oh, can't you see why you're picking on society? Now, here's your host, Mike Hennessy. And good day. This is Mike Hennessy. Welcome to Good News Talk, where we're reconnecting faith to the marketplace. Solving the chronic cultural problems we face requires mind, body, and spirit. Faith. The, world's going to try solve, the world tries to solve problems without faith, and they're only treating the symptoms, never addressing the root causes. And today we're connecting faith to New York State politics and city politics, because faith and politics absolutely mix. Amen? Amen. You're a testament to that. And I'm here in, I'm here in studio with my friend Willie Lightfoot. He's a husband, father, entrepreneur, pastor, city councilman, former firefighter, and a United States Air Force vet. Yes. Did I miss anything important? Uh, no, and, and, and just a lover of Jesus Christ and his word. Amen. Amen. Always first. Amen. And foremost. Amen. Welcome, Councilman. Thank you. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Right? Yeah. So you're running for New York State Assembly, mm-hmm. and you're coming off a fresh victory from the Monroe County Democratic Committee. Yay! Setting things up for a primary. Yes. Do we know if uh, your opponent's gonna of uh, your of the the incumbent is mm-hmm. gonna run in a in a in a third party? Uh, or are gonna gonna primary you? Do you know yet? I I believe there will be a I predicted there probably will yeah. be a primary. Yeah. Yes. Um. And we're geared up, and our team is 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 working very hard, and we're looking forward to a issue based campaign. Amen. Now you know I gotta say it's not often that a party. Abandons an incumbent. Mm-hmm. That's quite an honor. Mm. What do you think? The, why do you think the party changed candidates? Have you thought about that, or have you know? I know it might be a sensitive <laughs> thing to say. Why do you think the party was willing to switch t- candidates from an incumbent? Well, I, I just want to you know I thank the uh, the Democrats who who voted for me. Uh, I got over fifty one percent of that vote, which is needed to uh, secure the endorsement of the Monroe County Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look forward to working with the party and all of the other candidates um, that are out there. Um, and so uh, I, I only can say that I have a consistency of working uh, with our party, uh, with our democratic values that we uphold, uh, as well as the consistency of the votes uh, as far as um, listening to the voters and in, 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 in making sure that I never take for granted that the seat uh, that I currently hold and any office that I've held was never mine, uh, that it always belonged to the people, and that mm-hmm. I'm always uh, indebted to the people of this community, and, I, and I've never lost sight of that. And I think the, the party and or the committee members that make up the party, I think they saw that in me. Uh, and that's why they allowed me to go forward as their endorsed candidate for the 137th Assembly District. Amen. 
spoken like a per, like a like a true uh, uh, diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> they saw the potential, and they know you, and mm-hmm. they know what your capabilities are. They mm-hmm. know what your history is, and. Uh, they wanted to go with who they thought was going to be the winner. Amen. 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 And I give God all the glory too, because you know He, He said He'll make the crooked path uh, straight, Amen. And, and and the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And I, so I think that ultimately um, there are a lot of people who underestimate me in this race, um, but I, I believe that God I wouldn't. is is really uh, ordering my steps here, and uh, they said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So um, you know we come to shine light. Um, our city is in our community is deeply wounded and and i hope to be a part of bringing healing to our community and Mm -hmm. and that's what um this campaign is all about we're in a state of emergency and a state of emergency requires an emergency plan an emergency plan requires someone with emergency experience amen firefighter former firefighter yes right there rescuing people what are your uh, top three reasons for running willie well, I just said one. We're yeah. in a state of emergency, and, I, and that, that's literally. We're literally, the it's, mayor is literally signing a new state of emergency uh, monthly, uh, uh, and, 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 and we're literally in that uh, compared to our public safety issues that we're having in this community. So I, I want to see family strengthen. Um, I want to see uh, more job opportunities, especially for uh, the, the communities that have been consistently disinvested in. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I hate saying this, but it's just a reality. Two of the zip codes in the city of Rochester are uh, first and, and fourth for the poorest zip codes in the state of New York. I'm tired of that statistic. One I of the ones is where change. you have your business set up. They're, they're, they're where I have my business, one for 611, and where my church is, one for 605. So I'm embedded and invested in two of the poorest communities in the state of New York. So I, I have a responsibility uh, to those individuals and to all to see that um, all boats are lifted and and, and, and and to see that I want to see quality of life for everyone. I want to see public safety for everyone. Our grandparents, our, our children deserve to be able to play safe on the streets, on all streets. Our grandparents deserve to sit on their porches and, and safely. Amen. And so that, I love that's, that. That's, that's what it's all about. We for need me. to get back to the and, porches um, and having, yeah. having grandmas on the porch directing yeah. traffic out there. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Yeah. And I just haven't, to answer your question, I just haven't seen a consistent and or a plan from Albany, from our delegation. I haven't seen uh, uh, the, 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 the silence is deafening yes. um, from, from Albany, oh. uh, from our delegation. And I want to change that. Amen. That rings so true. The silence is deafening. It is absolutely deafening. Because it seems like whatever I hear from the state legislatures is something nice, but it has nothing to do with what's going on on the ground and the problems that the that the residents are facing. Amen. I don't hear anybody talking about crime. Well, well, let's just look at one of the biggest issues we have going on right now, which is reassessments. That touches everybody. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter your demographics or your race, mm-hmm. you even even uh, where you live geographically. But it touches every household. I'm going to stop you. Yeah, that's fine. We because can because that later, otherwise yeah. I got my. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that mm-hmm. in the second segment. Sure, sure. And, but uh, public and safety. You're right. We haven't been hearing a consistent 
a plan. And in last year, uh, through the Rock Against Gun Violence Coalition, I held a uh, community session, solution sessions. We, we, we launched uh, the first Brady Report, a national gun trace data report, where we're showing everybody where the guns are coming from. We've, we, we, we've, we've proven that, and we've shown that to this community. And now we have a plan that we're helping to implement now from the city's perspective. But I haven't, uh, we haven't heard anything um, from public our safety from, from anyone. That's cool. Other than in fact, the bills that we they see, run from that topic. Other than the bills that we see that I believe are increasing the issues around public safety, yes. that 55, uh, letting people out of jail at 55. Yes. Yes. I signed the safe, uh, a consortium uh, uh, for safe cities. Uh, I've signed that consortium petition. I believe in all of that uh, uh, common sense legislation. Uh, I believe in giving judges back discretion yes. case by case. Yes. And I believe in accountability for everybody. You're uh, you're jumping right into my segues because I was <laughs> going to say how how can you better serve the mm-hmm. city from Albany mm-hmm. and it's that's where the laws that's are it. made that's it right, that's right. you mm-hmm. know we the the cities and the counties mm-hmm. are at the mercy of mm-hmm. what the what Albany's doing in the legislature mm-hmm. up there with these laws mm-hmm. and uh, you know and I think for my listeners the number one issue has and as as has been and will be public safety. And, uh, you know, so, okay, what will Willie Lightfoot do in Albany to, to change that? What, do you, what How do you fight that battle? Well, first of all, I believe we have to start talking to the citizens. That's, that's what's not happening consistently right now. And, and the citizens often, many of them don't even understand how Albany impacts their day-to-day life. Yeah. Many of them very. So I would start first with educating our community on how Albany and this seat impacts their daily lives every day and then start having more sessions with the community to let's work together as what we did with the Rock Against Gun Violence Coalition. We had, we saw the issue. We brought the community together, all voices. We came up with solutions. We have 12 solutions that we presented that were community-driven solutions um, that we have. We have a plan. Now we're moving into implementation. The same process has to happen on the state level. We bring the community together. We say we identify what the issues and the problems are together. Then we come up with a plan. Remember the days when politicians used to say, my first hundred days of office, I'm going to do this. Right. And I'm going to present. Right. We haven't seen that from platform. Put the platform I'm going to put a platform. There. My first hundred days of office, I'm going to pre- present a platform to this community that's going to be community driven. Not just what I think we need, but I'm going to go out and be intentional like I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to barbershop salons. I'm having um, shop talks. They're very informal. I'm listening to citizens and I'm, I'm gathering information um, to what is most important to individual or, or particular areas within our community because this district goes all the way to Gates. Gates' priorities are different from the priorities on Jefferson Avenue or different from the priorities downtown. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you have to be able to hear all of the voices. Right. However, I do believe that the historical disinvested communities should get, it's like triage. When, when in, in emergency response, that's why I said you have to have emergency plan. You go to the serious most issues serious first. issues first, and that's what I want to do. And and you know what we're talking about, and what needs the things that need to be changed is really is uh, 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 the the uh, the uh, uh, items on sheriff's uh, consortium of consortium. Uh, yes, the consortium. Yes, we've got stakeholders from yes. business and religious community yes. and and business owners and yes. uh, uh, government Clergy. officials. Mm-hmm. 
a dangerousness standard. Mm-hmm. We're the only state in the nation that where a judge can't say, you young man, you've been in front of me several times with violent offenses mm-hmm. and with a gun offense, and uh, I find that I just have determined in my own judgment, because we elect judges for their judgment over 10 years, in my judgment, you're a danger to the community, and therefore I'm going to hold you until you're trial that mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't seem uh, 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 irresponsible to me that doesn't seem like it's too heavy a lift why can't our legislators help move that through and, and at least at least uh, at least acknowledge it's out there and and go fight for it but they don't but they're not well I would tell you the first step in that is to acknowledge first of all that there's a problem and 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 then after you acknowledge that there's a problem sign the petition you have to take some. You have to take. Yeah. You have to put your action right. to your, your words to action. Skin in the I, game. I signed the petition, so I'm just right off the Me bat. Too. And we know that that was risk for public safety standards. Introduce a repeat offender standard. Yes. Review and draft clean law. Yes. And opposition to elder parole legislation, which I was mentioning earlier right. before. Right. So That's I believe coming. in all four of those particular uh, advocacy points and/or legislation. Yeah. We just had two. Uh, very uh, violent uh, cases through our Monroe County courts mm-hmm. this week. There was one uh, 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 who was convicted of uh, killing the a police officer. Actually, three, killing a police officer. Burned the girl to, to death. The woman who was burned to death, uh-huh. and he Just sprayed he sprayed lighter fluid on her while mm-hmm. she was writhing and, and screaming in pain. Yes. And uh, and the gentleman that was just convicted for raping and beating that fourteen yes. uh, year old. Right. And not one of them, you know, listen. This is a faith-based show. I'm not mm-hmm. here advocating for the death penalty. No. But these these men all got 25 to life, and that's all they can get. Even mm-hmm. when it runs concurrently, right? even when you get two 25-year sentences, we're forced to make them run. We can't make them serve 50 years, mm-hmm. but they have to serve 25 mm-hmm. concurrently. Mm-hmm. And and what's happening with this state right now with the laws that are being printed with this 55, mm-hmm. both of these men, mm-hmm. and I don't know their ages, mm-hmm. but they're potentially going to be out within 10 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. or less. Yeah, and see, to me, that's just ridiculous. And and I think that the judges, we, I'm, I'm not for mass incarceration. I want to be very clear about that. As, as an African-American male and as someone who understands the systemic and structural racism in this country, um, that I, I in no way, I understand the intent of bail reform. I get that. And I think many of us get that, yeah, right? Yeah, the road to hell is paved but, with good intentions. But at the same time, we have to understand that many of the situations that came about through that just caused more. you got to think about the unintended consequences yes. that were caused by this. Yes. And some of those things need to be repealed, amended, and changed. And the and reason, have to be honest about And the that. reason that you get unintended consequences is when you won't listen to the opposing view. When you sure. had all the officers, all the chiefs, mm-hmm. all the sheriffs, mm-hmm. I remember 150 of them were standing on the steps of yeah. Albany mm-hmm. pleading, please mm-hmm. hear us on this mm-hmm. before you sign this into law. Let mm-hmm. us tell you, let us prophesy to you mm-hmm. what you're going to see. And every Thing they prophesied we're seeing now, mm-hmm. but you, again, you can't have policy without an opposing. Thing. And see, for me, I think the difference between me and maybe uh, my opponent is that I'm not going to Albany uh, if the people uh, send me to Albany to be popular. Right Amen. with the Albany people to that are mostly Amen. over, um, you know, Ramble or down state. 
and just so that I could get, you know, certain committee assignments. I'm there to represent in, in uh, Rochester and to do what's best for the citizens of Rochester. Yeah. And that's something that you will see that I've been consistent with throughout my entire political career. And I will continue to do that because it's not about being popular. It's about doing what's right. Amen. And then I want to talk about the, the, the less is more, you know, in the parole standards, for, mm-hmm. you know, 25% of the murder victims out there over the last two years would be alive mm-hmm. had they not been murdered by someone who was on parole mm. or had violated their parole, mm-hmm. but we took the violations away and didn't put him back in prison when he violated, you know, three years ago, these people would have been back in prison because they violated parole, but we don't have any violations mm-hmm. anymore. You can't go back to prison. Right. That's 25% of the murder victims would be alive today. Mm. How do we change that? Well, I think we got to look at, I, I would imagine, I would like to know the number of how many of those murder victims were murdered by guns. So I, you know, and I know this typically is a very uh, tough to the, topic. To the victims' families, it doesn't matter. Let's I, just... I understand that, but I know this is a very difficult topic, and it's one of the reasons why we released the Brady Gun Trace Data Report last year. Because the fact of the matter is, these crime guns are being uh, 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 rampant, ran in our inner cities. And, and are causing a lot of the havoc of these homicides and violences that we're having within our community. We cannot ignore that. We cannot, and, and there are no gun dealerships in the city of Rochester, none. There's not we, going to be any in we, the county either if the proven, laws keep going against them. We've proven that majority of these crime guns are coming from the suburbs and from outside of our city and state. So now there has to, if we're going to talk, we can't have, say, accountability for everybody if we're not going to say there has to be accountability for people that are trafficking guns into our community that are killing people. So I know they say, you know, guns don't hurt people, people hurt people. I get that. And I, and I, and I, but at the same time, there are people who are intentionally putting these illegal guns in the hands of our children and individuals that are violent. So we, it's got to be, in my opinion, there has to be a, and what the work that I've been doing on Rock Against Gun Violence Coalition is addressing all of these issues. So you got to address the legislation, address the judges, address the, the poverty, you got to address, and then you have to address manufacture. Everybody has a role to play here. No one's off the hook. We, what role, how can we, and all I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm a, I'm a licensed gun owner. Let me be very clear about that. I am a licensed gun holder. I believe in the right to bear arms, but I don't believe that somebody should be able to go into a, a place, purchase guns, and then go sell them out the back door or out their house illegally. No, that's, I think that there's not, already laws on the books to hunt we to, gotta to enforce arrest them. that guy. So we got to enforce it. We got to yeah. We got to Because, listen, because I want to stop you a little bit here, yeah. because I know as a pastor, yeah. um, uh, uh, I think you'll agree that uh, it, it, it doesn't matter whether it's a gun or a knife or a vehicle or a sure. drug or a, what, what kills that person. It's, it, it's what's in that person's heart. Sure. I'm less concerned with what's in his hand that's, than what's in his heart, and sure. I know you understand that. Yes. As a pastor. Sure. I, 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 and, and we do have to make sure that we, we, we stop illegal guns from coming into 
every city. But I think that uh, if if there's if there's no consequences for a gun violation, and we send a, a gun violator, repeat gun violator, back on the street with an appearance ticket, then then you can. I don't I don't need. I, I know what's going to happen. He's going to use that gun eventually. Mm-hmm. And and I think there has to be stricter guidelines in and when we catch violent offenders with guns that we hold them and keep them I, I, and I, not I release say, them. I say I say what if you did? And I'm being very extreme here, but I'm just you know look at the gun, the gun problems in America are, are in our community are American problems. You don't see a lot of these problems overseas in other countries. Well, they don't right? have Second Amendment. So either. so 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 what I would say is. That what what if what if you did like what if there was five years per bullet, <laughs> you know what if you did something extreme like that ten years per per bullet or, or or ten years minimum on getting caught with a gun I think you would see a lot of these kids wouldn't be carrying these guns I, I think around like we that. had to be pro- tough we had a group. program that I think was working and we got rid of it it's the exile program yes. if, if exile. remember that yes. I remember the billboards you were probably a part of Project that exile. so if yes. you get caught in the in the mm-hmm. participation of a crime with a yes. with a with an illegal weapon you yeah. go out of state you go into the federal system that yes. worked I'm going to tell you Mike one of the things I realized that we had a lot of things that worked in our community and when I look at where we are now and I think about all of the things that were removed um, whether it's even from when you talk about youth and in, 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 in how youth had all these alternatives the uh, uh, and I'm just saying, bitty basketball, uh, 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 Pop Warner football was much larger. Um, um, baseball, we had, uh, you know, different uh, Elks clubs, and all of the clubs used to have baseball teams in the community. And I'm just putting this as an example that yeah. all of these things kind of went away. And I think that they're byproducts of the stuff that we took away, all the things that worked. We got away from basic stuff that worked. And now we have all these issues in our community. And I think we got to get back to some basic things that worked for us before that we removed. And we, then we wonder why we have the issues we have. We weren't, we run one of those programs right here with mm-hmm. our YFC Absolutely. basketball program. Absolutely. And the kids love to come here because we've created a safe a environment. Safe they, yeah. they come here because they know they don't have to be looking over their shoulder. You know, mm-hmm. the rec centers have, sure. listen, there's been three shootings at two of the rec centers over mm-hmm. the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids don't feel safe there. So we create a Christ culture so that they can f- be a kid, you know, and, and not have to worry about what's going to happen. But I, I uh, just want to say, because, you know, I'm a city councilman and I, I work heavily with the our centers, that um, a lot of, some kids might not feel safe at the art centers, but our art centers, uh, we have very few incidences within our art centers. There may be some activity that's happened outside of our art centers, but I just want to Brand correct they you were and outside, push back yeah. on that. But there are, um, you know, our art centers are, are ran very safely. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. I think we're going to go to a break, and we're, we're, we're going on a rapid pace here, mm-hmm. and uh, there are some things I want, to, I want to come back to. So let's go to our first Bible quote of the week, and it's Daniel 6 and 4. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could no, find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. We must send uncorruptible men to walk to, and women to Albany. More pastors, less lawyers. Amen? Amen. And that's brought to you by YPC Media. It's an online marketing agency that implements powerful digital tools to help your business grow by helping you be found when people are searching. Go to ypcmedia.com and video services from, services from Stephen James Media. And we'll be right back. 
Between heaven and hell A teardrop fell In the deep crimson dew The tree of life grew Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. I've been a mechanic for years. Before there was a computer in every car, and before you needed to make sure your customers could find you online. It's not an easy thing tending to your core business while worrying about your internet presence or a dozen other things you're not so sure about. But you do what you can do. I got a great mechanic, Ferg, but he's not building me a website. Then I got lucky. Somebody told me about YPC Media. I finally found everything I needed. The team at YPC Media understood my strengths, anticipated my needs, and they were there for me at every turn. YPC Media lets me do what I do best, keeping your car in tip-top shape while they keep up my online presence. Now I can focus on the car engines, and they can focus on the search engines. As the Word tells us that all things are to be done decently and in order, we all have a desire to be more organized. Get Organized has been helping their clients effectively organize their living spaces with custom closets, pantries, garage storage systems, and more for over 30 years. Get Organized can be reached online at www.closetsrochester.com or by phone at 585-223-3646. Get Organized with Closets Rochester. Rochester.com today. Good news talk on the WYSL stations. One time, one world. And we're back. This is Mike Hennessy with Good News Talk, and I'm sitting here with City Councilman Willie Lightfoot uh, and also New York State Assembly candidate from uh, uh, the Democratic side running for what's what's the district 137th assembly district 137th assembly district majority of city and uh, all of gates all of gates and uh, we're talking about some some hot button issues and there's a couple hot button issues I want to run by him to see what his uh, viewpoint on now, now this is with the that was mostly affected the county okay but i think the county the city had some of this uh this uh federal money too to dish around because i think i actually got an rfp from the city directly to apply for one i didn't because we 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 haven't really gotten into the government side of funding yet okay but uh uh uh, the city uh, we have the crc problem where the where the the county uh, sent this money to this uh uh Middle 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 uh, level bureaucracy uh, uh, CRC uh, uh, to distribute the money to up to twenty other non for profits mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they distributed the money they gave them a seven million contract it was you know some say that it was uh, that the that the organization wasn't really vetted wasn't really inexperienced uh, uh, doing this kind of level work with with federal grants but they gave them the money and uh, a million of the money appears to be missing what how do we prevent that in our in our in our community from money's going out to uh the not-for-profits people that are trying you know like they say the people at the front lines so that the the poorest people in these three uh uh zip codes of the highest poverty in the country get the services they need what did the city do differently than the county did and how does the county learn from this experience 
Well, I know the city process, um, even when I was doing a professional, uh, when I was working with um, doing the Total Health and Wellness Project, which was a program I was just trying to get people to, you know, like help them with mental health and whatever services that they may need. I had two fairs I held last year. Mm -hmm. And in that, and through the process, even the professional service agreement process was so um, difficult. With, for just $10,000. Now, anything over that, you got to mm. go to city council for. Mm -hmm. So or so just to, to receive, like, these, these really small contracts, I, it was the, the, the administration of the it all. The paperwork was yeah. so crazy. I like, I, I matter of fact, I, compl one of the reasons I, complained, I complained about it, right? Because mm -hmm. I was like, you know, these are small vendors, micro, right. but they don't have all that. Right. But why are you giving them a contract that you would give some major corporation it's like a, a cookie cutter country. Right. Till I saw this happening, and then I kind of realized this is why government does that. Because when you don't do that, you have these types of situations. And I'm not saying the county didn't do that. I don't know what they did. Right. If you don't what, demand small cracks, you get big cracks. And but what it seems and appears like to me, clearly something was not done uh, properly there because. Um, they wouldn't have had. They would have. They wouldn't have had this type of situation. Yeah. And so, what what I can say, just on the surface of it, not knowing all of the details, it, but just looking at it from the news and, and, and reading from what I read, it looks like you know somebody should be going to jail. Yeah, it, look, it looks pretty bad. And, and every, the more the deeper we go, the the worse it looks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I imagine that we will see some hopefully some federal charges coming on because it's federal money. Right. Those are federal charges. Right. Now, did the city receive some of that? Received, that it our, did. Our dollars received, yes. And, uh, and 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 what they did was mm -hmm. they didn't go to a third party. They right. they they received mm -hmm. requests for proposal. They put out a request for proposal, mm -hmm. and they got those proposals yep. applications yes. back, and they went through them. The city controlled all the money. Right, which you have the city attorney, you have you know, so you have all these these checks and balances in place. To and everybody said, why doesn't the county just do that? I mean, the county has a much bigger budget than the city does, don't they? They do. And and uh, so yeah, it would just seem that that would be. And I don't mean to unfairly put that on you, but I I really because I, I, I the city does this without without a lot of problems. Right. Yeah. So I would just say that that's what should be learned from that. And then I would also say that that's probably the reason why people always wonder why is the bureaucracy with government so strenuous. And those are the reasons why, because when you have, you know, the government has to protect themselves and the taxpayers, because this ultimately this money, even if it's federal money, it's taxpayer money. Right. So it's money that people have paid. Um, you know, through their taxes, and it should be, we are the fiduciary, the mayor, the county executive, the council, the legislature, our fiduciary responsible over the citizens and their money. And let, let me just ask you, because I don't know, you know, does a state legislator have any uh, role in, in, in oversight and looking at some of this? I mean, I know that legislators like to go to these not-for-profits and get a photo op when something good is happening. Sure. Are they Are they not uh, they sh they should, also absolutely. should have skin in the game when things go wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all, everyone should have been kind of like uh, concerned about this because it, it, it's impacting the quality of life of constituents. Mm -hmm. Because now we have... Of we the most uh, needy. Needy. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, but once again, the silence is deafening. And, and I would just, uh, you know, editorial comment here. This is one of the reasons why at Youth for Christ we stay with private family businesses, God private family foundations, yep. private family companies and money because uh, uh, you, you just, I, I don't want to have to get dependent on something that, 
somebody decides or, or something goes wrong and it's gone or yep, somebody decides sure. they're not going to they're going to change the budget to go pay for this to go right. pay for that and now you're now what right yeah, so right. we just like to keep keep that uh private here Makes at sense. yfc mm -hmm. uh not only because we're a faith-based uh, organization and a lot of a lot of government funding doesn't want to give to a faith-based organization so that's fine and with well, me can i just address that because from the state perspective as a pastor and as, a, as, a, as an elected official that's something i also want to introduce um, from this new platform, if the citizens uh, were to elect me as the state assembly, I want to consider looking at what are ways that we can have more faith-based initiatives. The, the White House has a faith-based initiative. Mm -hmm. The county has a faith-based office. The city doesn't. The state, I'm not sure if they do. But I I've would, never heard of one. I would want to lift up. And I'm, I'm le in March, the 20th of this month, I'm going to Senator Gillibrand's hosting a faith-based conference mm -hmm. in D.C. for all pastors yeah. in New York State. Yeah. I'm attending that conference. And, and she's, she's, she's showing us ways of how we can get more funding to do more programming within our communities. I want to lift those spaces up for faith-based uh, communities. Faith-based charities yeah. do extraordinarily work, work. They've been done doing it for hundreds of years, mm -hmm. and they do it better than I think personal opinion mm -hmm. you know when when you're trying to get somebody off of an addiction mm -hmm. when you're trying to get some people out of chronic cultural behaviors and uh, address people's mental health i don't think it ever works without faith mm -hmm. i think getting yourself outside yourself is the one thing that gets you delivered from most of the problems that people face Amen. and if you're not and if you're not bringing faith into chronic cultural problems then you're only ever going to dance around the symptoms. Personal Amen. opinion. Amen. I agree. So let's put them on equal footing, you know, mm -hmm. and let's and let's if we are going to consider faith-based organizations with uh, uh, with 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 don't with with funding, then let's make sure that we're not impeding on their faith because and, that's the and, most important and, thing and, about what they do. Amen. And they're helping so they're they're touching the people that we we were trying to get to. They already have credibility. Right. They already are in these communities. They're heavily entrenched and respected, and they're safe places. So we can build off of the successes of a lot of our churches and our faith-based organizations, but there, a lot of them don't have the capacity right. with resources to do more, and they're helping people every day. Well, and I can tell you this, that you know, we I'm the only full-time employee here at mm. Youth for Christ. We have four others that are all part-time, and mm. now we are getting into some of the, the, the family foundations and some of the, you know, the, the, the private companies and the private money. And some of them, you know, we're looking at the administration that comes with them. And said, now I got to start adding levels of administration to cover the applications sure. and the recording and the outcomes. And you know, it's, and it's I can see what happens when 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 you get when you get dependent on on grant money, you have to add all these levels of bureaucracy in the middle in the admin, sure. and and you become this administrative bureaucratic monolith, yes. and you end up doing more admin than you do charity. Or you may lose your mission, your focus yes. of just starting to check boxes yes. and still really changing the quality of life yes. and people's uh, uh, souls. Because I know as a faith base, we the number one is we're looking at their souls, their heart, mind, body, and spirit right. as you as you opened up with. And so you don't ever want to get that right. way where you become where you just checking boxes. So if you can go to a, a, a you know a hundred year old faith based organization that's already been doing it without your money for a hundred right. years, right. you can go ahead and. Give them that money without a thousand layers of bureaucracy right. knowing they're going to do the work anyway and they're going to do the work whether you give them the it. money or not that's right amen, amen. Yep. agreed um the other the other topic
that I wanted to talk about, and this just came out in the news today, that uh, the PAB, which I know has, you, you, you voted for it at the beginning because mm -hmm. you, you told me that 70% of the population mm -hmm. wanted it, and mm -hmm. you're a man who votes with his constituency, and I get mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But you were also one of the guys that uh, were the first to come online and say, this isn't working, That's and, right. and, and uh, uh, this is out of balance, mm -hmm. and, uh, and you, you, you were just as quick to defund as you were to fund. That's right. Now uh, we have a situation where they've been in the Democratic Democrat and Chronicle building mm -hmm. on the corner of uh, Maine and North Clinton for mm -hmm. two years mm -hmm. at uh, $350,000 a year, $30,000 a month. It's, mm -hmm. it's the highest rate of uh, commercial property per square foot in downtown, in mm -hmm. the city, in, in the county. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they said that they couldn't find a, a more suitable place for them to go. But it just seems to me that why isn't there a hundred other places for them to go that isn't $350,000 a year? Yeah, and I agree. And I will say this, because I, I said it in my first public safety meeting um, that you can find on YouTube, so I'll be very consistent that, you know, I was very, I helped draft the PAB in this legislation. Um, uh, I was part of the, the three council members on that. Me, former President Loretta Scott, and, and Dr. Um, Councilmember Gruber. And then it went left, right? So, and, 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 and I, I backed off, and I've been consistent about that since then with the new interim the director, the new president of the board. I've seen a lot of success, and I, and I have to respect that and honor that they they're seem to be moving a lot better. However, I'll be consistent. I wasn't in favor of them moving at that rate in that building when they did, and I'm still not in favor of what they're doing for rent-wise and what we're spending on that now. So I, I'm not in favor of it. Uh, I will be voting no this coming Tuesday uh, on that, uh, and it's not a no vote against PAB. It's a no vote against a thousand dollars a day. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Amen. It's just you can go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's just that. Simple. Right across the street in the same yeah. building. Yeah. You know, so down I just, four quarters. I guess it's like the, better job. the commercial rate is like I, one I, third. I understand that. some of my colleagues. I understand why some of them may go this direction because it's only extending it for a year, and they may they don't want to get potentially into a long term contract with some other high expensive place. Because I know that that when they did go looking, that they saw that was possibly could could happen. However, I think we're going to have to do a better job yeah. of finding and the, 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 the PAB should be in the community. And yes, not just. I'm not talking about downtown, like Jefferson it, Avenue, it should right? Be, or it should be or, in one of these underserved. Joseph. In one of these underserved communities yeah. that we just got done talking about, where they can about, walk around right? and, and where, see what's happening, where the where, where the where the where the staff. And the people can be impacted by the people that work there and where the communities that are most impacted can really benefit Amen. from it. Amen. That's where PAB Amen. should be housed. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. You heard it right here. Willie's voting against that lease. Amen. And that's what we can know. I always know we can we can we can depend on some common sense on city council when it when it comes to Willie Lightfoot's vote. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've always listen. You and I don't agree on everything, no, right? We know not. that, but we're also not afraid to have an awkward conversation with each other and do it civilly. Amen. And stay friends. Amen. Because I love you. Amen. Amen. And I love you back, brother. All right. So let's talk about this assessment issue yes. now. Because here's what I think. Listen. Assessments happen. That's how. That's how. That's how local governments that's how we pay our bills. Uh, assess values, market values, so yes. that they can determine how to how to fairly 
uh, distribute the tax base equally yes. and fairly amongst the whole population. So, I mean, I didn't like my assessment when it came up in the Rondecoid either, Willie, uh-huh. but, can, but I, I didn't expect anybody to pause it. Right. Uh, so, you know, because that system has to go forward go at some forward. level or, or, you know, now you just open it up, well, we're going to tax anybody whatever we want. Right. So t- explain to me why you think it's so, the... Uh, uh, the right thing to do. Right. So once they reassess, we do the reassessment for the city of Rochester every four years, 2016, 2020, 2024. So this was not a new surprise that was coming to our citizens in our community. It happens no, every four it, years. It happens every 40, four years. So no one's naive to say we don't have to have a set. We all realize we got to pay our taxes. We all know that we need, we want to provide the services that we provide to our citizens, police, fire, 911, rec centers, etc. What was problematic about this reassessment. This reassessment is happening in unnormal conditions. When you, we're being told, oh, we're basing this based on market value. Look up the definition of market value. The definition of market value is the market based in normal conditions. These are not normal conditions. With COVID, with the increase of how uh, outside investors are rising up the market, and this is happening all over the country. So I'm not saying this is just driven right, to right, Rochester. Right, right, right. Big companies are buying up houses like, uh, like, yes. uh, like peanut butter cookies. But yeah. m- when this was brought to me by the citizens who were outraged about what they received in the mail from the city as to what their uh, uh, reassessment potentially could be, my when I begin to look into this, my issue with this reassessment. It's very simple. It's how it's rolled out and the process. The process was flawed, period. Um, This process should have been rolled out over a year ago. We knew it was coming. We should have gotten our citizens prepared for this. You just told me today you have to go do your STARS. STARS ending real soon. How many people, this is the first time you have to apply for the STARS. It used to be automatic. The enhanced How many people, the enhanced STARS. How many people know, a lot of people don't even know that. So there's a lot of answers, especially for our rising senior population that we have in Monroe County, that we have in the city. Many of our seniors are, a lot of people didn't even open their mail. They seen that city piece of the, and, and just on the premise of the mail should have came in a purple envelope. Mm-hmm. It should have came in a green. The the administration should have said, "Hey, I'm getting you ready, citizens, a year in advance. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready, and it's going to be an unprecedented." Right. And people say, "Well, we do this every four years. We've never seen no, that's increases kind of, that yeah. we've seen doubling now. The, the, doubling the value of your house. Some people have tripled, quadrupled. Right. We have so you can't." Right. Compare apples to oranges, and we, a lot of that's based on inventory. Like there's 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 fewer houses for sale in this market my, than the whole country. I I I I'm, and, and I'm and I'm you've never heard me say everybody's taxes is going to go up. Right. That because we know mine went down. Mine with three assessments, says, right. but but it's not about me. Because not to get into the weeds of this, folks. Yeah. But just because the assessment goes up, that's because it's what, based what, on the what rate. Governments do when they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. The the assessments of the values of the market rate mm-hmm. of the values of the houses go up. That's correct. And they took the, they take the the entire levy yep. that they, they need to the operate rate. the government yes. on so mm-hmm. that they can, where it would be fair to everybody, mm-hmm. and then they lower the rate mm-hmm. down to match what the levy That's will right. be at the new rate, right. and doesn't necessarily mean your rate, your, 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 your taxes your, are going to go up. Your taxes are never going to go right. up at the same rate your market so, went up, so, if they're doing it right. So what, so what I'm saying is, that information should have been completely yeah. clear to every citizen 
prior to the rollout of this. Now we're we're into March. This is going to go before it has to go to the state for the state to send back the information to administration. Then you're going to have a vote on this during the budget in June, and it's going to be done. So most of this, you you still can't answer whose is going up, who's not. That's just a very simple question. Out of 60,000 properties you had to reassess, how many of those 60,000? I I saw a statement came out. If it went up 60,000 or less, you're you're not going to see an increase. If it goes up 60,000 or more, then you're going to see a slight increase. Okay, so then you you should be able to tell me how many people are at those thresholds Mm -hmm. and tell me those numbers. That's all I'm saying. Council and the citizens deserve that. So because that didn't happen and because citizens have called me and, and I have I'm elected by the people, I don't work for the administration. Right. So the people are saying our city councilman, right. we're upset with this. We don't like this. So I asked them to pause, which I believe is a respectable business practice. Stop for a minute. Let's acknowledge the people. And let's start educating them, and let's see if we can... Buffalo did it. And, and how many people can argue with the fact that a politician acts as his constituents are asking him to act? I mean, how often do we complain we when they don't? To, I right? thought that's what we were supposed to that's be right. doing. And that's so right. that's all I did was respond For to the citizens and ask them to pause and let's figure out a better process let's back this thing up and then maybe we can do it incrementally over years we don't have to do it all right now so then that was rejected the mayor said no we're not going to pause because if we do that everyone's taxes is going to go up right and so i said okay we'll prove it right and that has yet to be done as well as um we're saying all right We've seen other communities like Buffalo do this. They pause. They put it out over a period of years, and it worked out fine. Um, so that didn't happen. Now all of a sudden they're having these get the real facts uh, uh, sessions, right. which is a, when everybody's already hot. Late. This, per- this pot's right. already been stirred so, up. Everybody's so, mad. So what we're they doing in, res- in response to that is we have a petition. We have it. an online petition. That we're asking our citizens, we're having a press conference on Monday, we're launching the petition publicly, uh, but it's out already, uh, and we're, 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 we're asking folks to sign the petition to uh, say that they don't agree with this reassessment and they still want to pause. All right. Now, also, we're, going, we're asking citizens to sign up for all of our Speak to Councils. The next one is March 14th. Come out and let your voice be heard, yeah. uh, that you are in for a pause and that you want a, a fair uh, reassessment. All right. Process. It sounds reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. sounds more reasonable than the way I thought it was before, when I just hear it from what's, how it's represented in the news. But I get it. You're just trying to listen to your people and give them some, give them some peace. Give right. them some peace of mind. Let them, let them, let them, give them some time give to them walk through. Because it's scary. It a lot of them will lose. If, if they're afraid they're going to lose their house. And see a lot the, of seniors are afraid they're they, going to lose their when house. When they did send the letter, the letter wasn't really accurate that the city sent. Because it didn't show you your exemptions. It didn't show you, you know, it did, a lot of people receive exemptions, and that significantly right. changes what they saw. So all they saw was the increase. It's they didn't assessment. have the they full the picture. Yeah. So that, to me, was unfair. Didn't think that went all the way through when they sent that out. <laughs> all right, we're going to go to our second uh, uh, break and our second Bible quote of the week. 
And uh, it's, a, it's a long one, but it's a, I, I'm doing it on purpose. It's Romans 13. Let everyone be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment upon themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. We're to follow man's government. The key statement here is do what is right, and you will be commended. And it also says what God has instituted, uh, uh, that's what we follow. So we're to follow man's government until it defies God's government. Mm. Then we must not comply if we want to be commended by God. God. Amen? Amen. That's brought to you by uh, Odell Family Chiropractic. Dr. Norman Odell has been serving the Rochester community from Webster and Henrietta for 26 years and wants to be your solution for your back and spine issues by treating your whole person. It's your life. Do it well at odellfamilychiro.com and we'll be right back. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. I've been a mechanic for years. Before there was a computer in every car, and before you needed to make sure your customers could find you online. It's not an easy thing tending to your core business while worrying about your internet presence or a dozen other things you're not so sure about. But you do what you can do. I got a great mechanic, Ferg, but he's not building me a website. And then I got lucky. Somebody told me about YPC Media. And I finally found everything I needed. The team at YPC Media understood my strengths, anticipated my needs, and they were there for me at every turn. YPC Media lets me do what I do best, keeping your car in tip-top shape while they keep up my online presence. Now I can focus on the car engines, and they can focus on the search engines. Do you believe the power that created the body can heal the body? Are headaches a result of not enough aspirin? We must wake up to the fact that our current health care system is not keeping us healthy. Dr. Odell, a local chiropractor, is ready to help you join the thousands of others he's helped. Find the cause so you can live the life you are called to. Go to odellfamilychiro.com or call 585-671-9210 for a $37 evaluation. It's time to take control of your health and life. Good news talk on the WYSL stations. And we're back. This is Mike Hennessy with Good News Talk, and we're here with uh, Councilman Willie Lightfoot running for New York State Assembly on a Democratic ticket. Uh, there'll be a primary coming up. Well, primaries in June. June in 18th. June. Primaries in June and, eight, and June. And uh, uh, he's running for assembly where he wants to go and get to Albany where he can do more good. Amen. Amen. Where he can just get to the root of some of the issues. And uh, we need common sense men of God, men of righteousness in Albany. Desperately, we need it. Amen. We need it. Amen. It's, uh, it's the lack of it is, uh, is, is overwhelming, and uh, uh, we've got to get uh, uh, some men who understand the biblical principles back in Albany. If, uh, 
if if I have my way. Uh, but uh, we got to. How do people help? What do you need right now? The elections not till November. What do yep. you need done? Well, we got a big um, rally tomorrow uh, at my headquarters. My headquarters is uh, at the Tillman Building, where Frederick Douglass wrote his North Star paper, twenty five East Main Street. I'm in the Four Corners. You can always uh, connect with my uh, campaign. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. But WillieLifeWood.com is how you can engage. We're cur- the, the website is is currently under construction, but it should be up by tomorrow. Uh, WillieLifeWood.com and just get connected. Just um, subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, come and volunteer. Um, phone banking, whatever you want to do, walking door to door, etc. Lawn signs. Uh, if you want to have a sign up, or, or we can deliver that and different things of that nature. So just give us a call. Lock in at WillieLifeWood.com and, uh, and uh, most importantly, keep us in your prayers. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Pastor, God bless you too. Uh, grateful for our friendship. You know, folks, we, we know that this is a conservative station. We have a lot of conservative uh, candidates on here. But when, when, when a man of God is a man of God and a man of righteousness and a man of righteousness, you shouldn't care what his party is. Amen. And you should, and you should support him. Amen. 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 And uh, uh, listen, that's all we've got. I've got, well, listen, we're having our first ever pickle fest. You know, they, they, the board came to me and said, uh, okay, you did a great fundraiser in the comedy relief in the fall. What are you going to do in the spring? Mm. And as much as I love golf, I didn't want to have another 153rd golf tournament, right? right? So right. I said, what about a pickleball tournament? Nice. So we're holding the pick, first ever pickle fest. It's at the Rock Dome Arena on, okay. on tax day. So you paid your taxes. Yeah, now yeah. come and have fun playing pickleball. <laughs> and we treat it just like a golf tournament. We want you to take Monday afternoon off and okay. come out and play pickleball. Rock nice. Dome Arena, I don't know if you know this. They were trying to figure out what the, how to make the Rock Dome Arena make money for years. Okay. So they, they remodeled it and made it a pickleball center. Nice. Twelve state-of-the-art courts. Oh, and pickleball is huge. And it's huge. Yeah, it's big. It's absolutely, I can't believe how it's huge big. it's gotten. Yeah. And I haven't played yet, but I'm going to play. On, on April 15th, we're having the first ever Pickle Fest. Uh, it's from 12 to 6 at the, at the Rock Dome Arena. We're going to play pickleball for four hours. And when you're not playing, we're going to have all fun kind of stuff to do. We're going to play cornhole. We're going to have contests. We're going to have silent. Okay. Auctions, and then at four o'clock we're going to go upstairs. Going to hear a little presentation from my from Felix, Coach Felix, and yes. Lakeisha, and from my program directors, right. and learn about YFC. And then we're going to have a great dinner with uh, Peretti's uh, uh, chicken friends. So, Full day. Nice. so come on out. It's uh, seventy five dollars a person, one hundred and twenty five per couple. Those are early birds, mm-hmm. and you can go to yfcrochester.org and sign up to play pickleball with us on okay. April 15th. Cool? Right. Yes, Come sir. out and play, brother. Love yes, to sir. have you. And uh, that's all the time we got. We're going to go to our third Bible quote of the week, and it's Proverbs 10.25. This is one of my favorites lately. When the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous stand firm forever. We're in a storm now, folks, but God is in the boat. When we elect righteous leaders, the storm's will cease. And that's brought to you by our friend Sam and Berger at Get Organized. He's been helping folks organize their living spaces with custom closets, pantries, and garage storage systems for over 30 years. Go to ClosetsRoster.com. We are looking for one sponsor here on uh, Good News Talk. If you'd like to reach a, a great conservative Christian audience of, with much higher incomes, the station is now 27,000 watts. went from oh, 20 wow. to 27,000 watts. So now we're reaching well into the city of Buffalo, mm. well into the city of Syracuse, okay. and all the way from Canada to way inside the Pennsylvania Beautiful. border. We cover 1.9 million households. Nice. And uh, you can you can sponsor Good News Talk for less than the cost of a night out and dinner with your wife. Okay. So uh, get a hold of me at mhennessy at, y- at 1017 
at gmail.com and we can get you hooked up as a as a sponsor and up until then have as always willie thanks for coming on and being with us godspeed and uh, we have to thank our sponsors again it's thank you ypc and stephen james media get organized closets and storage rochester youth for christ odell family chiropractic and your name goes here that's all we got and as always folks get out there and give them heaven as everybody's brother he is a father's son and Mary is his mother. He is SQ-minus language. He's a compound country kind of guy. Yes, he is. Ain't no way.